All right. Sports mashup number 40. December 1st is the day, and uh, first one of December, and it's a time when uh, football starts to ramp up, college football especially. We'll get into all that. The conference championship's coming up uh, this weekend. The NFL rolls on. Uh, the NBA, the NHL getting into the third month of their season, I suppose, and then Major League Baseball making a fool of itself, and we'll talk about that. Uh, later on, but we'll start in the NBA as we that, typically do. Then you got college basketball getting into conference play now. Yep, yep, they'll start to do that. Um, and they have the weird thing in a lot of conferences where you play a couple conference games early in December and then you don't play another one until January. We'll discuss some of that. Uh, you had other things go down, but uh, last night in sports, uh, you had the big Warriors Suns hype, hyped up game 18 and two Warriors, eight, 17 and three Suns. Uh, you know. Good game. As a Suns fan myself, I'm I'm pleased with the results. Uh, it sucks that Booker went down, but uh, I think you saw the Suns' capable defense. I mean, they shut Curry down like nobody's really done that in a long time. He, he was, was 12 he was points. Four, he was 4 for 21, 3 of 14 from yeah. the three-point line. Yeah, I think it was a mixture of him being off and the Suns' defense doing something different. Uh, not all teams have the capability that the Suns do uh, with a guy like Mikhail Bridges at the three, who's a really lengthy, fantastic defender. He had eight steals against the Nets the other night. So, I mean, he's legit. The Suns are legit. I don't know why people keep – like, I don't understand why people keep doubting that the Suns are even, like, good. Like, people get so mad at the fact that the Suns are considered a top-five team in the league, and it's like, why? They've been terrible forever, and now they're good – and this is usually the team that people get behind. Like the Warriors were terrible, that they became good when Curry and Thompson and all of them got going early in that dynasty. But it's weird. It's a weird thing. Now, would it have made a difference if Thompson and Wiseman were there? Uh, not so much Wiseman, but probably Thompson. I mean, I trust DeAndre Ayton against anybody. I think he's way better than Wiseman. I think he would have shut him down too. But uh, Clay Thompson would have made a difference. But – I mean, Jordan Poole had like 30 points. So that's the guy that's pretty much playing the two with Thompson out, and he was really good. So I don't know. I mean, Wiggins, I feel like Wiggins really struggles in big games. He was bad. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they play again Friday, and they play on Christmas. So we're going to get it two more times the rest of the year. Yeah, and then uh, you know, the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. to have back surgery out for the year. Yeah, um, typical every year. The Knicks, Kimball Walker, who's struggling, they pulled them out of the rotation, possible trade talks. And the one I read was with Houston for John Wall. Which sucks yeah. Kimba's a, in, or a New York kid and mm -hmm. wanted to play there. He just hasn't – he's not the same. John Wall would probably be – I just – I don't see that. I don't see how that makes sense for the Knicks because if – I mean, Derrick Rose is fine as their point guard. And if you want to have another guy that can play point that maybe backs him up, Emmanuel quickly can do that. And I, John Wall, just his contract's ridiculous. Well, Nobody wants Houston to pay to for play. that unless they're a terrible team. I think Houston would have to keep part of that contract. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then that's Joe Harris goes down with an ankle injury out four to eight weeks. Yeah, they're going to need him back for the stretch run, but I think they'll be they've been fine without him. I mean, they're still winning games. So, and then the Bucks signed to Marcus Cousins with Brooke Lopez struggling with a back injury. 
it's a good signing. You know, uh, he was on the Clippers last season and uh, made a fool of himself in the playoffs. But, you know, it's a good, good center to have there if you need him. And uh, I guess they do. So uh, let's do – I mean, If not, you had Giannis and Bobby Portis playing the four and five the whole game. Yeah. I think there's a shelf life with that, especially for Portis. I don't know how good he could be for long stretches of time. <clears throat> that okay. would just wear them down as the season goes on, too. Yeah, they haven't been. They have not been as good as people thought, but they'll be fine. I don't see any reason to worry too much about them. All right, let's do the uh, NFL. Thanksgiving football was, you know, very unique. Uh, you had a predictably terrible game. The Bears beat the Lions sixteen to fourteen on a last-second field goal. Um, of course, the Lions once again lose right at the end of the game. The Lions, man, they they stink. I don't even know what to say about them. I mean. That was such a winnable game. The Bears are just so bad. The Lions are even worse. It's embarrassing. Uh, and you had a penalty fest. A pretty good game, high scoring, but a penalty fest. I mean, there was 20, what was it, 28 penalties in this game? Raiders-Cowboys? I mean, yeah, I my God. Why well, did some math. And Sean Hockley's crew, who did that game, Raiders-Cowboys, they did uh, Dolphins and Ravens that Thursday night game. They did Packers-Vikings in week 11, and then last week they did Raiders-Cowboys. They called 511 yards worth of penalties the last three games. That's not the crew you want. You want a crew like the one they had for the Packers and Rams game on Sunday, which was letting them play for the most part and only calling the obvious stuff. So it's just it's horrible to watch. But the Raiders did win 36-33 after about 36 field goal attempts by Carlson at the end with flags and all that BS going on, but uh, the Cowboys will play again uh, this Thursday. Yeah, I mean that See, Cowboys um, corner or whoever who obviously went offside. Anthony Brown plays. was it? Anthony Brown couldn't have been him because he's the one who had like five DPIs. I don't know, I mean, but I mean he had obviously was offsides both times. Yeah, such a bad game. I mean, you had three completely unique, different games because the Bills destroyed the Saints uh, 31 to 6. Josh Allen did throw two picks, didn't matter. You had a terrible, low scoring game between two terrible teams. You had a penalty fest with tons of points in overtime. And then you had a blowout. So you had all three of those games a terrible game, a high scoring penalty filled game, and a blowout. So very nice. Uh, another blowout to begin Sunday. The Bengals beat the piss out of the Steelers, 41-10. to 10. Big Ben was terrible. Uh, Joe Burrow wasn't even that good. I think Joe Mixon really dominated that game for them. And then you had the Dolphins dominate the Panthers, 33-10. to 10. Cam Newton completed, what, five passes, had under 100 yards, and threw, like, two or three picks. So not sure the whole Cam thing in Carolina is going to last very long. I mean, probably the rest of the season, you'd think, unless they make a change, go to P.J. Walker like they did in this game. But the Dolphins continue to roll, as do the Patriots. Uh, 36-13 win over the Titans. Patriots have won six straight now. They have 17 turnovers the last six games. They're averaging over 35 points per game. They're allowing 10 points per game. So they might be the best team in the uh, AFC, and we got a big matchup on Monday night between them and the Bills coming up. So that'll be good. Uh, your team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, beat the Colts. Dominant game for Leonard Fournette. Lots of turnovers by the Colts. Colts really beat themselves in a lot of parts of this game. Uh, Antoine Winfield had a great interception on Michael Pittman. Um, but I don't understand why the Colts didn't run the ball more. Like a lot of – Carson Wentz threw the ball a lot more than I would have thought. That I mean, Vita Vey obviously changes it, but I'd still run it. Yeah, I just – I think their rush defense, I don't know if that was like 
their mindset on we're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. Yeah. Had to be on both sides. I think the Bucks were focusing on stopping the run, and the Colts were focusing on what they could do without running it as much as they had been. And the Bucks were like, eh, let's not throw it as much this week. Let's just let Fournette run. Everything. Yeah. Not and a bad it's so play. different when you see Fournette run the whole game and then Ronald Jones come in, and then he just looks so fresh, and he just runs through every hole. Like it's most good... time everyone you know kind of dances everything, and Ronald Jones just hits the hole or hits the edge, and gets six or seven yards of carry at least. Yeah, I mean he trusts his offensive line. That's a good thing, um, but it's a good problem to have if you got two good running backs. So, uh, the Giants and Eagles terrible offense. Thirteen to seven, the Giants win. Hurts had three picks. He had a pick on. Uh, they were inside the red zone, and they would have had an easy field goal. I think it was the end of the first half, and he throws a pick. He was bad. I, the Eagles, I never thought that they were very good, but whatever. Uh, another terrible game. Falcons beat the Jags 21-14, and then we go to Jag, uh, Jets. J- uh, what? Jets-Texans. Uh, fumbling at words here. Jets beat the Texans 21-14. Zach Wilson returned. Wasn't great. Texans are bad. Thought they could actually blow them out. They were up early, but then the Jets took over. So another terrible game. And then you continue it. I mean, the Broncos, every time a team plays in Denver, it's like a trap game. Like every team that goes to Denver plays terrible. The Chargers did that. Herbert threw two picks. Um, one of them was a pick six. I think both picks were Sertan. 28-13. Drew Locke came in through seven passes. Bridgewater got hurt. I don't know what his status is for next week. Um, not that it matters because they're playing the Chiefs on Sunday night. They're going to get killed at Arrowhead. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Packers beat the Rams. Stafford threw a brutal pick six. Game was not as close as the 36-28 score. Anybody who thought the Rams could go into Lambeau in late November and win, please. And I don't know how the Rams were favored in this game. That made no sense to me. No, and Stokes should have had a pick six. Yep, and Douglas dropped another one. Douglas had the pick six. Next drive dropped one. But that that almost pick six showed Stokes' speed on the outside. Yeah. He's very fast. I mean, the only game where he's really, really struggled – was Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. That's it. Other than that, he's been everything you could hope for as a Packer fan. And I know that uh, there was a stat, something about passes defended that caused incompletions. I think Marlon Humphrey was first, and then Stokes was in the top five on that list. I think J.C. Jackson from New England as well, but uh, good sign there. But uh, wild 49ers-Vikings game as Kirk Cousins lined up under the right guard on fourth and goal. Instead of the center, they waste a timeout. Then he overthrows Justin Jefferson on the next play. The 49ers win again, 34-26. I thought that the Niners may have been tanking. I guess not. I think they're, what, 6-5 and five now? So mm-hmm. they're probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't see how, why not. I mean, they they play Seattle this week. That should be a free win if you watch them. But uh, a brutal Sunday night game. There's a lot of bad football on Sunday, but we enjoy the NFL, so you got to watch it anyway. Uh, Browns-Ravens. Lamar throws four picks, and the Ravens still win 16-10, to 10, and it just gets louder and louder for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, which it's like on one end he's playing with like a completely destroyed shoulder, and on the other hand he's so bad, do you do what I said a couple weeks ago, which is just go to Case Keenum, who's healthy, who you're giving like $7 million to? I mean, you got to think you got to try something. I mean, with his – with their – Okay, offensive line and their running backs. I mean, he doesn't have to throw the ball much. Losing Conklin was huge, though, 
for them last week when he got hurt. And then them letting him walk off the field, and then he crumbles on his knee. Yeah, you would think the team doctors wouldn't be stupid. I guess he was probably saying that he could walk it off, but they they are also trained to know that that could happen. So, yeah, very weird. But uh, Ravens win. I kept seeing like people during the game were like, Lamar should be the MVP. I'm like, he's not even having that good of a season. They're just barely covering wins. There's no clear-cut MVP at all right now. Like, not at all. Because I think the how many legitimate candidates are there? I mean, there's like two or three at the most right now. And maybe, what, Kyler Murray? I mean, he's missed too many games to win it now. He's missed like four games. There's no way he could win MVP by missing that many games. I think it's Brady and Rodgers, and I don't know who else you throw in there. Because those two are the only ones that are having like – Really, they have the reputation and they have really good stats overall. Like a lot of touchdowns, not a ton of picks, good quarterback ratings. I know it's so, definitely not anybody coming out of this next football game. No, uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks continue to be terrible. Uh, 17 15, Washington beats them on Monday Night Football. Wild finish. They got the long touchdown pass and the two point conversion. He throws a pick to Kendall Fuller. And then the onside kick, which they've made it completely impossible to recover an onside kick anymore because the Seahawks recover, but it's a legal formation. And then they kick it again, and it's recovered by Washington. So the football team might make the playoffs again. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not impossible. They keep winning. The NFC kind of stinks after the division leaders. It's going to be very interesting to see if they can do that. But I think the Rams and Niners are getting their way and the Vikings as well. But uh, just more bad primetime games. And uh, the playoff picture. Not a lot of changes. I mean, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, the Cowboys lead their divisions. And the current wild cards are Rams, Niners, and Washington. So um, Minnesota is right behind Washington. I think they're both five and six or six and six or something. I don't know. Um, and the AFC, the Ravens are top now. But I think if you ask almost anybody, nobody thinks the Ravens are actually the best team in the AFC, especially with how Lamar's played the last few weeks. He's been really bad in some of these games. Mm-hmm. Miami, he was bad. Cleveland, he was bad. Uh, Patriots, two. Titans, three. Chiefs, four. And then Bengals, Bills, Chargers are the wild card team. So if I had to ask you right now who's the best team in the AFC, who would you say? Patriots. Yep, I agree. I mean, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if he's a rookie. The best rookie quarterback. By far, their defense is probably the best in the league right now. They're forcing a ton of turnovers. They have the best defensive coach in the history of the game. So I think that definitely helps them. And uh, speaking of being a great coach in the game of college football, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer says not leaving NFL for any college job. This would also imply that does any university really even want to deal with that right now? I don't think that any of the big ones do. And then – the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey out for the season due to an ankle. So is he ever going to get through another year, like the full year? Let me. I mean, if 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 they want Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, wouldn't you consider trading him in that deal? Makes too much money, gets hurt all the time. Chubba Hubbard, I think, is a future starter. I think he could be. You, he's good enough to win with. It's just not worth it. He's missed like how many he how many games has he actually played when Matt Rule is the coach there? It's got to be less than ten in this two year. seasons. In two seasons, um, he got hurt bad. like week three last year. 
I saw a stat about it, but I don't remember what the stat uh, said. But it's it, he's missed a ton of football. So he's no longer the best in the league. I mean, when he's playing, he probably has the biggest impact if he's 100% healthy, but he's just never 100% healthy. So whatever. No, and then the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, dislocated shoulder, no timetable on his return. Another guy who gets hurt a lot, but uh, I think if they make the playoffs, he'll be back. They said he could be, be for the playoffs, then. but he might be out the reg- rest of the regular season. I think he had a similar injury to that a few years ago, and they, they brought him back for the playoffs. I don't know if it was the exact same injury, but something similar. And then the 49ers, Debo Samuels out one to two weeks. That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. He's clearly been one of the best receivers in the league this season. I'd put him right behind Adams and Cup probably this season. So I think this opens the door for Ayuk, who when Debo was out last year, went off. Yeah, and Shanahan said a lot of things about Ayuk and – what he's what he's been and what he could be. I think they've kind of been uh, let down a little bit by him, but this is a spot where he could step in, as you said. All right. The NFL draft top 10 is absurd right now, and I hope it kind of ends up like this because this would be kind of crazy to see this many teams with this many picks in the top 10. But uh, right now the top three is the Lions, Texans, and Jaguars. Uh, the Jets have the fourth pick. The Jets have the fifth pick. The Giants have the sixth pick. The Giants have the seventh pick. The Eagles have the eighth pick. The Eagles have the ninth pick. And the Panthers have the tenth pick. So three teams with two picks if it holds like this. I don't think it's going to because I think uh, Miami will probably play themselves out of the top ten for the Philly. And you got to think that the Seahawks or Bears will be mediocre down the stretch enough to finish with a record that's like maybe ten or nine. If but, not, like, what are the Lions – okay, so if this stands, what do the Lions take at one? I would take Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher from Michigan. Keep him in state. He's from Michigan. I think he's the best right now. Then who, what does Houston do? Man, do you take a quarterback at two? I don't think they do. I think they would probably take Kayvon Thibodeau, who's been kind of considered the number one guy, the Oregon edge rusher, you would think. And then Jacksonville? Probably Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama, I would assume. If they, I mean, I don't see where else they would go. I don't think there's any defensive players that are that up to par with the others. Okay, the Jets' first pick. Well, I mean, the Jets' offensive line is going to be something that hurts them. And uh, they took Mekhi Becton, who can't stay healthy a few years ago. They took a quarterback last year. They need almost anything and everything. So I would assume they go offensive line. I don't really know what prospect that would be in the top, you know, five. I think Evan Neal's the only one that's considered that. But if you look at a mock draft, it's probably going to be something like that. Well, maybe they go corner. Derek Stingley Jr. LSU. That could be a guy. But I would say offensive line and defense, defensive line, offensive line would be the picks. But I don't think there's anybody there for them. So they could be offensive line with one of them, and then probably a defensive back like Stingley with the second one. Or the only thing they try taking. Um... A running back? Yeah, I don't think they would take one that high. I don't think there's one there either that would do that. Okay, so then the, I'm guessing the Giants, they need offensive line help. Yeah, but if the Jets take offensive line, I don't think there's any prospects that are you know up to, up to par in the top 10. I mean, maybe the dude from Texas A&M. Who's Georgia, doesn't, Georgia doesn't have a stud lineman. Not not in the first round, I don't think, or not in the top, top of the first round. I would say this. Uh, I think it's Kenyon Green is the name, Texas A&M. 
offensive lineman. I think they would take him. And then you take either one of, if Stingley is still there, the corner from LSU, or Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, who's a stud, who would be a perfect fit there, especially since Logan Ryan's probably not going to be there very much longer, you wouldn't think. Okay, and then the Eagles. Defense, 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 I would think. Um, Nicobe Dean, linebacker from uh, from Georgia, best defense in the country. That's a good fit. Uh, if they want to take a corner, Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati or Andrew Booth Jr. from Georgia. So, or Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. And then last, Panthers. You would think they'd take offensive line, right? I mean, they're pretty weak on the left side of that. Um, if not, do they take a quarterback? I doubt it, right? I, I, I don't think they would do that with a defense like this. Um, Charles Cross, I think Mississippi State is kind of the only offensive lineman that I could think of that could maybe be a guy justify justifiably taking the top ten. I don't think there's going to be any quarterbacks there in the top ten that are taken. Because the quarterback class is very questionable. I mean, there's not really a clear number one. I mean, Matt Corral has been a guy that's viewed as that. I like Kenny Pickett a lot from Pittsburgh, but this is going to be a weird draft. Lots of offensive line and defensive line taken. Golf. Yeah, you had the match. Board. The 12-hole match, Kepka, the Shambo. Kepka steamrolls Bryson. Yeah. It was very boring. Bryson doesn't win a single hole. I think it was over after the ninth hole. Kepka up four. It's embarrassing for Bryson. It's embarrassing. I don't I don't think that thing did very well ratings wise either. You wouldn't think so. No, I mean Bryson has a little cupcake thing at the beginning of the first tee box. Stupid, yeah. And Brooks just looked thrilled though the whole time, just destroying him. Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I don't really like the match unless it's a two v two situation. Yeah, this. I mean, this one was only just because of their beef. Yeah, and they should have done this before the Ryder Cup, when they were all you know best buds during the Ryder Cup. No, yeah, because they said something like, "Why was it only 12? holes or whatever and books said something like oh so um Bryce can try beating his best score on the back nine from the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I mean this was a boring match. I barely watched any of it. But this weekend we have the Hero World Challenge defending champion Henrik Stinson uh uh new in New Providence Bahamas. Some good names playing in this one to kind of wrap it up before next season really gets going, or I guess it's still the same season, but next year early. Uh, there's a, not very many people playing in this. Uh, I think it's probably one of those invite-type deals, I would assume. But, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting tournament to watch. We'll make our picks on it later. I mean, it's going to be interesting, no doubt. Some big names, uh, Rory in the mix, Spieth in the mix, and uh, we'll see uh, what happens. But – that takes us to college hoops, and it's kind of dated now with everything else that had happened, uh, or I guess what happened the other day, and um, Duke beating Gonzaga doesn't look like it did when I wrote it down. So Duke did beat Gonzaga. I said it would happen, nailed it. 
I thought that Duke's physicality with Theo John and Mark Williams underneath would change the game, and it did. And Boncaro was fantastic, especially in the first half. Um, but then Duke lost to Ohio State after a brutal second half by them in the, in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So now you think Purdue is probably going to be number one uh, at this point. Yeah, unless – I mean, they do play um, Iowa Friday – who they're both seven and zero. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Purdue lost that, but it is conference play, so you never know. Yeah, not saying. I mean, Iowa, I don't think is ranked, but I mean, seven over seven and zero. It's at Purdue. Iowa will happen in that. Yeah, Iowa's better than expected, but I think this will finally bring them back down to earth a little bit. But uh, I think Purdue's clearly the the best team to this point. Uh, I still think Duke is right there. Just a just a bad game. I. It's very weird with Duke. They seem to not be in the best condition that they should be. Like a lot of cramping and stuff against well, Gonzaga. They said, last, they said last night Bencheros, they did like a sports a study or something on him where he sweats so much. Um, I think it was they did it maybe during practice or something. He basically he loses seven pounds of, of sweat a game. Yeah, that's insane. So I mean, at last night's game, you had they were having him drink some special water with a BOA in it. Sounds very water with BOA in it to basically get liquids as right back in as soon as they could. Yeah, interesting. But it's almost like he needs to do this, like drink it before the game, and then yeah, I don't know, get an IV drip at half. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that Duke lost that game because they were very good in the first half and just kind of broke they, down. They, like they the were going to run away with it. I mean, they were up like 15 and a half. I fell asleep with like eight minutes to go. But uh, they were they were like five for 22 or something at one point in the second half. It's like yeah. Joey Baker has felt like reserved – or he doesn't want to shoot. Uh, Keels hasn't done much since the first game when he exploded against Kentucky. The good thing is that there's a lot of season left, and they should be a step above everybody else in the ACC because the ACC, it's not very good this season. I mean, Florida State's supposed to be one of the better teams in the ACC. They got just obliterated by Purdue yesterday. Um you know, just, I don't know. They might win the Big Ten ACC Challenge. I don't know what the exact tally is right now, but Notre Dame looks bad. Uh, Virginia's not good. I, I, don't know S- how, I don't know how Syracuse won their game. Yeah, I mean, Indiana blew that, choked that. Or I guess Syracuse was choking it because Indiana was down 15 at the half. But, yeah, I mean, the, this whole thing, at ACC, I think the SEC is by far the best conference in the, in the country right now. So, who knows? Uh, we'll make some picks on college basketball for the weekend later. Which you um, do have this weekend, um, Alabama playing Gonzaga. I am picking that game, so should be an interesting game. And Gonzaga has not – they have not looked good since they destroyed UCLA, but uh, we'll get no, into all that. The game after uh, Duke. Maybe, game after Duke uh, yeah, Tarl- barely, Tarleton State. We're only down like four or something. Here's the thing about Tarleton State. Billy Gillespie's their head coach, the former Kentucky head coach, and they're one and six – but they kept it close with Michigan. They kept it close with Gonzaga. So they're not as bad as they look, 
Still, Gonzaga should have won that game by a lot, and they didn't. So, uh, Major League Baseball, where we have a strike coming very soon. That's why there's some panic signings going on, and uh, a few of them here. Yeah, you had Seeger from former Dodger, ten-year, three hundred twenty-five million to the Rangers. Uh, sure. And then with that, you had seven years, one hundred seventy-seven million to Marcus Simeon to the Rangers. Uh, Max Scherzer, three years, $130 million to the Mets. It's going to be fun to watch Scherzer and DeGrom at the top of that rotation and then probably still miss the playoffs, but exciting. They also signed uh, Starling Marte, uh, Eduardo Escobar, and Mark Canna. So they've done some things. they got a rich owner, so why wouldn't they? And then Baez is now going to play for Detroit, six years, $140 million. We also didn't discuss Steven Matz coming to our Cardinals, which is something that about 12 hours before it happened, I said to somebody, uh, the one thing I don't want the Cardinals to do is win the Steven Matz bidding war and overpay, which I don't think it was an overpay, but I still don't love it. If it's their only move, especially if it's their only move of significance, I don't love it. It's a lot of money. I don't know. Just a mediocre signing. I don't know. I didn't expect them to get Scherzer. I didn't expect them to get Stroman, but don't love the Mats move. I thought they were signing Stroman when he posted that Instagram picture of him on the backstop at Bush Stadium. He's messing with a lot of people. I don't know if uh, when is he even going to sign, you know? So, like, what's the Cardinals' rotation right now? Well, Flaherty and Wainwright – Michaelis, Hudson, Matz, I think would be the five. And if if they do end up signing somebody like Stroman or another starter, which is not very many left of significance that are guaranteed to be in your rotation, uh, Kershaw, you know, is a name that could be out there, which, no, not going to happen. Um, then Hudson would probably be the guy that moves to the bullpen if anybody does out of those five. I don't love it. I think they need to get a shortstop. I don't think they're going to, but whatever. Typical – make one big move, do absolutely nothing else. And this isn't even really a big move, but uh, they're not going to sign. If they could sign Trevor's story and get Aaron Otto and him back together. Yeah, that'd be good. I doubt it, but I would enjoy that. I wanted to see here. He he plays really good defense. He can hit. I wanted Seager, but not at 10 years, 325 million, because that is outrageous for somebody who gets hurt as much as he does. How many years was Trey Turner signed? To the Dodgers last year. This this upcoming season is his last one. Like if somehow they could get him, I'd be okay with that too. He's gonna get paid a lot more than Seager probably. I'm just, like he could play multiple positions. He give people off days. He's fast. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so the Rangers have spent five hundred sixty one point two million. They also signed John Gray and somebody else. That I'm forgetting about. So, because like, if you could get Turner and Bader or O'Neill on the base at the same time, you could have double steals. You could have double steals all the time. They pretty much have that speed factor now. It's just that Arenado and Arenado and Yachty are slow. Uh, Sosa's fast if he's playing. Goldschmidt not that fast, but for a first baseman, he's pretty fast. Speed kills. And Steven Matz probably wanted to come here because of the defense behind him because he tries to be a ground ball pitcher. Is he actually a ground ball pitcher? I don't know. But there's good defense here, so that's good for him. Yeah, and we'll uh, 
In about seven hours from us recording this, I believe, we will have a lockout, which is going to be disgusting and ugly. It's going to make people hate baseball. I already pretty much hate it for the most part. Uh, it's The league sucks. The players' union, it's just – it's going to get really disgusting and messy, and we all know this. And there's already a story about Major League Baseball secretly using two different baseballs last season. I mean, it's, it's a mess. And I don't even really want to talk about it that much because I do not like baseball as much as I used to. And a lot of it – is due to this commissioner being an absolute clown. Uh, it's due to the – I don't really understand how a baseball team, for the most part, a lot of these teams, how do the Rangers have $561 million to spend? Like, I don't understand that. Nobody really cares about them. Their attendance is not that great. Uh, their TV – like, the baseball teams don't make the amount of money that justifies them spending as much as they do. Yeah. Like it's not even a pro it's like in terms of profits for leagues, it's not that high. And the, the um, a outrageous amount of money that's being spent makes no sense. Only for teams that have the billionaire owners in the big markets like Texas. There's no way that they are making that much money. And I don't they just see. built a new stadium. Yeah. That's why they're doing this to try to, you know, get people to go there and they don't want to because you know what? The team is not good. They lost a hundred games last season. Like for the Mets, they have an owner that's worth $14 billion. I understand why they could completely overpay Scherzer. And also let me just say this. Max Scherzer is a MLB players union leader. You're telling me a guy that just signed a three-year $130 million deal, 43.3 million per season, 1.2 million per start can go into these meetings and say things are so bad. I just signed a three-year $130 million deal, but everything sucks. Is that what's going to happen? I mean, it makes no sense. I just, I hate major league baseball. I really do. So it's going to get ugly for a few months. I think it'd be absolutely hilarious if we didn't have a season next year because baseball killing themselves even more is the most on-brand thing ever. So we'll see. I doubt that's going to happen. But uh, one item in the NHL, Jack Hughes, eight-year extension and with an annual average value of $8 million for the Devils. First round, uh, first overall pick in 2019 gets gets paid. So good for them. They got the Heischer done, deal done last season, so they uh, re-signed him. And that's not a bad deal for the Devils. It's not. Eight mil per year for a guy that's probably going to be an upside. Not a McDavid guy, but uh, – you no, know, he does 80 plus points a season. He plays very skilled. Yeah. And his brother was drafted by the Devils last season, Luke Hughes, and his other brother, Quinn Hughes. The Canucks are bad, and Quinn Hughes' deal is not that much longer, so maybe he'll sign in New Jersey in a few years. Who knows? We'll see. You College football, though. Do it, yeah. Because, I mean, Luke and Quinn are defensemen. Have them on a pair, and then Jack's a center, so make it happen. And it's U.S. hockey, too. We support U.S. hockey. And uh, the World Juniors are coming up in about a month, by the way. Big event. But uh, college football, things are ramping up now. Yeah, the new AP5, Georgia stays at one. Michigan goes up four to two. Cincinnati up one to three. Bama drops to four. OK State up two to five. Notre Dame down one to six. Ohio State down five to seven. Ole Miss and Baylor State put at eight and nine. Oregon up one to 10. Michigan State up one to 11. BYU up one to 12. Oklahoma drops three to thirteen, Utah up two to fourteen, Iowa up two to fifteen, Houston up three to sixteen, Pittsburgh up three to seventeen, Wake Forest up three to eighteen, San Diego State up three to nineteen, Louisiana up three to twenty, NC State up three to twenty-one, Clemson is back 
ranked at 22, Arkansas up 2 to 23, Texas A&M drops 10 to 24, and Kentucky back ranked 25. All right. Uh, college football playoff rankings are, are here, you know. It's pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a little surprised. Um, I don't know. I just thought that even though Ohio State has two losses, like what have they seen from Notre Dame, you know? Notre Dame's not any good. I don't care what the record is. They're also not in the conference. I don't. I feel like they should be banned from the playoff indefinitely for not being in the conference because when they get there, they just get destroyed. Last season, oh, Alabama, Notre Dame. You think Ian's book was going to beat Alabama? Seriously? I mean, it's, it's pointless. Well, and now you have them at six, so say um, Bama and OK State lose. You're going in without a head coach. Yeah, that's another thing. I, I mean, I uh... – Which we'll get to that. So the new college football ratings, the top eight, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss. But, I mean, you have Notre Dame's Brian Kelly leaves to take the LSU job. Cincinnati's head coach, reportedly number one on the list for Notre Dame job. Brian Kelly is the biggest scumbag fraud college football head coach there is probably. That's saying a lot because there's a lot of them. But, my God, this guy's a douche. Well, that I can't mixed stand with, him. Um, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to take the USC job after he was just stated like four days prior that he would not take the LSU job. And now well, Bob, Bob Stoops is back as their interim head coach for the bowl game. Is Lincoln Riley I, – I don't even – I think Lincoln Riley might be afraid of the SEC because Oklahoma is going to move to the SEC. Yeah. LSU's in the SEC. He goes to now. Let me just say this the USC contract that they gave him is absurd. So I would take that too. It's, well, and the fact that then he would have been playing Oklahoma if he took that job. Yeah. I don't think that was ever going to happen. And the Brian Kelly thing at LSU, that is the worst fit I've ever seen. Brian Kelly is not going to do anything in the SEC. But did Nothing. You see, he has did no you see, chance. Did you see Jay Billis's tweet about these two? I saw the tweet. I don't remember what it said, but it's basically it, like the ads need to hold these coaches accountable for their contracts. How are you going to leave your team before you play in a, a bowl game or a spot for the college football playoffs? Yeah, it's even worse for Brian Kelly. First of all, you're leaving Notre Dame. That never happens. Like leaving Notre Dame. And then the way that he handled it, and just knowing the fact that Brian Kelly's an absolute loser and a douche uh, definitely plays into that. Uh, I think everybody knows that by now. He's a scumbag. Um, but he's not going to win anything in the SEC. And the Lincoln-Riley deal at USC is ridiculous. $100 million. They bought both of his houses in Norman, Oklahoma, above the value. They got him a $6 million house in Los Angeles and a private jet 24-7 use for him and his family, which that bill is going to be huge at the end of the year. Uh, so they really wanted them. Big guy. And the reason that we know that those are the details is because somebody tweeted it and USC football retweeted it. So I'm pretty sure that's it. So just a ridiculous contract. I can't blame him for taking that. Um, I know Oklahoma fans are probably mad about it. I guess I would be too. I think they'll be fine though. Do they rehire Stoops? I mean, he's only 61. Maybe. In his press conference, uh, he seemed like he was in. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then for Notre Dame, I mean, I'd be shocked if it's not Luke Fickle, who's the Cincinnati head coach, or Marcus Freeman, who is the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati that went to Notre Dame this season as the defensive coordinator. It's going to be one of those two, I and would assume. One of Penn State's assistant coaches left to take the Virginia Tech job. Yep. I forgot about that one. Um, and then it's looking like Oregon's offensive coordinator, Joe Moorhead, is going to go to Akron as their head coach, which would be a great hire for them because I think he's legit. And what's uh, so, the Florida one? Yeah, Dan Mullen got fired, and they hired uh, Billy Napier. Uh, the Louisiana head coach is now the Florida head coach, apparently. So um, another guy who left when his team's going to make a bowl game. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit to a lesser degree with Louisiana, but definitely significant. Um, I mean, looking at his, at his history, he was the uh, he was at Clemson from 06 to 2010. He was at Bama 2011. He was uh, Colorado State, Florida State, then Alabama again as the wide receivers coach from 13 to 16. Arizona State offensive coordinator, and then Louisiana head coach from 2018 to 2021, 39 and 12, two and one in bowl games. So that seems uh, significant. Uh, I think that's a fine hire. I don't know if he's actually going to do very much in the SEC, but whatever. It, it's better than Brian Kelly because I don't like Brian Kelly. So, very yeah, simple. I think a lot of these coaches that get hired to these big SEC schools and stuff, it's not even about them. It's what they can bring in for their coordinators. And the reason that they take these jobs is because the contracts are ridiculous. Like, can you imagine? Offering that much money to Brian Kelly, like seriously, it's well, so imagine, not like worth the pay it. increase he's getting going from Louisiana to Florida. That's true, and all yeah. the other stuff he's going to get. I would take the job fire him too. I just don't know if that's the best move for Florida, but who knows? Yeah, now uh, he's just going to have to get coordinators. It's really hard to become a head coach in the SEC if you're not Alabama or Georgia. I think. Do you think maybe point. even Jason Garrett gets put in for any of this? I don't know. Would a team hire him as a head coach there, though? Not at me. I'm saying even maybe as a coordinator. Maybe, you know, he goes to Florida to be their offensive coordinator. Where did he play college football? I feel like that's always a factor here. Because, like, I was watching Pat McAfee and Rappaport. They were talking about it. Do you think he gets hired again? And they're like, no. He's not going to get hired again in the NFL, but that's maybe what, in college. That's what I meant. He goes to Florida to be their offensive coordinator. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen at Cincinnati because they're a team that should make it the play in the playoff. If they beat Houston, they'll get in. And even if Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle is going to get offered a ton more money to go to Notre Dame. Now the question is, does Cincinnati match that or does he leave? And then what does Cincinnati do with their head coaching job? Does it become a situation where they just bring Marcus Freeman back? Who's the DC at Notre Dame? Cause I feel like whoever, if Fickle takes the Notre Dame job, I think Freeman gets the Cincinnati job. And if if Freeman takes the Notre Dame job, then I, it's very very interesting. There's a lot of ties there. Because remember, Brian Kelly went from Cincinnati to Notre Dame and left in the exact same fashion, which is just leaving, not telling anybody before a bowl game, being in a general a-hole, which is what he is. And, yeah, uh, and he, his might not even be a bowl game. He could Notre Dame could make the college football playoff. I hope not. I really hope not. I don't. First of all, if they make it, they're going to be number four, and Georgia's going to beat them seventy-three to nothing. So nobody wants to see that. But uh, I don't know. But we'll pick the conference championship games coming up because right now it's time for the picks of the week. Uh, last week for me, sixteen and eleven. Uh, now two thirty-one and two hundred seven on the year. 
not bad. I mean, I went six and two in college football, so that was my best week there. But um, other than that, pretty pretty average five hundred and everything else. And I did pick Brooks to win the match. So uh, I was sixteen and ten, uh, two and two between the NBA and hockey, four and two in college basketball, six and two in college football, and four and four in the NFL. All right, let's do the Hero World Golf Challenge. Three to win, one top five, one top ten. Go ahead with all your picks for that. Uh, to win, I have Colin Moore, Kawa plus 750, Justin Thomas plus 900, Victor Hovland at plus 1100. Top five, uh, Rory at plus 130, and top ten is Jordan Spieth at minus 220. All right, I will take uh, – Jordan Spieth plus 1,100, Scotty Scheffler plus 1,400, and Brooks Kepka plus 2,000 to win. Top five, Justin Thomas plus 140. Top 10, Rory McIlroy minus 250 on that. Uh, college hoops, Thursday picks, who you like? Uh, Washington at Arizona, I'm taking Arizona. And Oral Roberts at TCU, taking TCU. All right, I'll take Arizona over Washington as well, and then I'll take St. Mary's over Utah State. Friday. Um, I have Coppin State at Cornell, taking Cornell, and VMI at Portland, taking Portland. All right. I, I said Notre Dame wasn't very good. I stand by that, but I think they beat Boston College on Friday. Then I'll take Manhattan over Siena on Friday. Now Saturday. Man, and then also Friday you have that matchup, Iowa at Purdue. Yep. Uh, Saturday I have Jackson State at Illinois State taking Illinois State and USC at Washington State, Washington State taking USC. All right, I'll take Gonzaga to beat Alabama, and I'll take Loyola Chicago to beat DePaul in a battle of Chicago teams. That'll be very interesting to see DePaul off to a good start. Uh, NHL picks for uh, tomorrow. Uh, the Capitals minus 200 over the Blackhawks, and the Wild minus 175 over the Devils. I will take the Capitals minus 200 as well uh, over the Blackhawks. Then I'll take the Predators plus 100 over the Bruins at home. Uh, NBA picks. No Marshan. Yep, that's a big factor. Uh, NBA picks for tonight. Uh, I got the Mavs minus 3.5 over the Pelicans. And the Clippers minus 5.5 over the Kings. I got the Thunder minus 2.5 over the Rockets. And the Bucks minus 9 over the Hornets. Uh, let's do. a big spread for that game. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think the Bucs are going to get right here. Uh, conference championship games. Where do we start? Uh, we got to start with Friday's game. You got Oregon versus Utah. Uh, I'm taking Oregon plus two and a half. Yeah, I don't think Oregon's going to get embarrassed in the fashion that they did by Utah earlier in the season. So I will also take the Ducks plus two and a half uh, to repeat because they did win it last year as well. Because this game is played at the Rose Bowl, right? I believe so, yeah. Uh, and then you got Baylor versus Oklahoma State. I'm taking Baylor plus five and a half. Uh, I am taking that as well. I really like their defense. I don't know where the Big 12 championships played. Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, let me look it up and you can go into the next it's one. It's not like the Texas State Fair Place, it, it is uh, it is played at AT&T Stadium. Hmm. I should have known that. 
And then you got Georgia versus Alabama. I'm taking Georgia minus six and a half. This is going to be an incredible football game. I cannot wait to watch this, but man. I am going to trust Saban. He's very good against his former assistants. He beat Georgia in a national championship. I know Georgia's great. I know their defense is fantastic. I know the first assistant to beat Saban, I believe, was this season with Texas A&M with Jimbo, I think, right? Does that sound right? I think that's right. But I'm going to take Bama plus six and a half. I don't know if they're going to win, but this is their season right here. If they win, they're in the playoff. If they lose, it would take a lot of other teams losing for them to get in. So I'm going to take Alabama. I'm going to trust Saban. Well, the worst other teams losing is like Ohio State's not going to play. Notre Dame's not going to play. I guess you need Cincinnati to lose. Cincinnati would have to lose. I think Michigan would be safe for for them to lose. And uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah. But next you have uh, Houston versus Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati minus 10.5. I, I think Cincinnati will win the game, uh, but I'm going to take Houston plus 10 and a half. And then next you have Michigan versus Iowa. I'm taking Michigan minus 10 and a half. Yeah, I'll roll with that as well. I'll roll with that. I think that Iowa has no offense, so that's going to be an issue. And Michigan can get really physical and pound the ball. We saw what they did to Ohio State. Uh, where's the, This game is uh, Indy, right? Lucas Oil? I think that's Probably. where that's at. Sounds right. And then I'm guessing the Georgia-Alabama games in Atlanta. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz. And then the uh, American Athletic. Who the hell knows where that game is, but I'm going to find out here right now. Uh, That game is – I don't see it. What the hell? Um, It's on ABC, so I can confirm that for everybody if people want to know about that. Why is it not showing me the stadium? Stadium. Here we go. Don't even know how to spell stadium right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, okay, whatever. I give up. It says ACC. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, here's the ACC championship, right? We got that one to finish. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Wake Forest. Who you yeah, like? I'm taking Wake Forest plus three. I'm going to roll with Kenny Pickett. I like him. Minus three. Pittsburgh, I will take. So I'm taking four favorites or four dogs and two favorites out of the six games. And where's the. ACC game played? Um, that seems like a game that is something that I've never even watched. So I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, where the Panthers play. So there you go. All right. NFL Week 13, Thursday Night Football, Saints-Cowboys. Boring game. Nobody has any interest. Who you got? I'm taking the Cowboys minus five. Cowboys dealing with a lot of issues right now. Amari Cooper coming back. C.D. Lamb. McCarthy's out. Saints stink, but they're getting Kamara back. I'm going to take the Saints plus five. Sticking with it. Boom. Sunday night football, Broncos at Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs minus nine and a half. Easy. Hammer it. I have it at ten, but. Well, I'll pick it at 10 as well because I don't even, it could be 20 and I would take the Chiefs. Uh, Monday Night Football, Patriots at Bills. Patriots plus three all night. I have it at two and a half, but I'm still taking the Patriots. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it at three because I trust them so much. What do, you, what do you got for your other five games for Sunday? Uh, I'll take the Colts minus eight and a half at the Texans. Bounce back spot for the Colts. I think the Jets are playing some pretty good football, given their defense, and I think they can get to Hurts here a little bit with the Eagles. I'll take the Jets plus seven. Rams ultimate bounce back spot back home. Lost three games in a row. Minus 12 and a half against the Jaguars. Uh, Dolphins are rolling. Don't know if Daniel Jones is playing, so I'll take the Dolphins minus four and a half home against the Giants. And uh, Kyler Murray back, but I'm going to take the Bears uh, plus seven and a half against the Cardinals. I think Arizona is going to struggle a little bit in this game, getting back used to offense, and it's going to be cold. So I'll take the the Bears to cover. I'm taking the Cardinals minus seven and a half at Chicago. I'm taking the Vikings minus seven at Detroit. Um, the Dolphins at home minus four. Taking the Colts minus eight and a half. I'm taking the Niners minus three and a half at Seattle. All right. Before we wrap this up, my soccer picks from last week. I know your MLS hit. Yep. 3 0, 25 14 1 overall. Liverpool, Leverkusen, and Portland Timbers all hit uh, last week. I got a few more picks this week, picking from a few different leagues. And I'll try to to keep it rolling. Uh, League one. Give me Lille minus 245 against Troy's and Monaco minus 280 against Mets. Uh, MLS Cup playoffs right now. I'm picking the two matchups there. Give me the Portland Timbers minus uh, 110 against Salt Lake and NYCFC plus 200 against Philadelphia Union. Uh, La Liga, Real Madrid over Real Sociedad, draw plus 245. Serie A, Juventus minus 350 against Genoa. Another big favorite, AC Milan minus 450 against Salaritiana or something. Salernitana. Nailed it. Uh, Premier League. Chelsea minus 140 over West Ham. Liverpool minus 230 over Wolves. And Crystal Palace, big dog, don't even care. Plus 500 against Man U. Going to try to keep it rolling and, uh, you know, pick some more games here from the league. So, all right, that'll do it for us. Uh, We'll be back next week, December 8th, for another Wednesday Lots to discuss. We'll have bowl games to discuss, college football playoff to discuss. We will have uh, MLB lockout stuff to probably not discuss because that's the stupidest thing ever, and other things around the NFL and all that. We'll see you next Wednesday. Deuces.